Hey, it's Kevin here, and I've got a really great question from a new member named Oren. Oren just joined uh, over the weekend. We were chatting back and forth on LinkedIn. Oren is a fractional CMO, or he was a fractional CMO, and he's recently changed to a, I guess, um, part-time, uh, what does he call it, chief growth officer. So I think what he's got is an interesting business model, which is basically kind of like what I do, except instead of referring the implementation specialists, the technic- technicians, he has sort of this roster, this kind of subcontracted group of people, and he charges clients for their work, and that's kind of separate from his advisory kind of fees. So a little bit of a different kind of model. I just introduce people, and I take a fixed fee, whereas he kind of has this sort of packaged thing, and he also does a few other things like selling day rates and stuff. But um, feel free to ask him any questions uh, if you have any kind of questions around how he does what he does. Um, really interesting guy. Lots of lots of cool work that he's uh, been doing and is currently doing. But he has a great question for you. So War- uh, Oren asks, have you seen any benefit from making your pricing transparent on your website? So on everspaces.com or kevin.me. And I think this is a really great question. So a lot of people do ask me, especially my peers, a lot of times my marketing peers will be like, wow, your pricing looks really cool. Or, um, how does that work for you or this, that, or the other. Um, and I don't really do it for my peers, frankly, but the fact that so many people are interested in it uh, says something that uh, is worth kind of talking about. So I think that's probably why uh, Orin is, is curious as well as, you know, probably Orin, I'm guessing, I haven't looked at your site in a while, guessing you don't put transparent pricing on your website. So you're wondering, is this a good idea for you? Well, there's a few different things. Well, number one is I call this productized consulting and uh, we'll get into the business benefits of it in terms of efficiency and how you can design the service and everything else. But really, the the, re, the main reason I do this is for the customer experience. I think when my ideal client, um, they've got high market, they've got big marketing needs, they have some proficiency with their marketing, and but a lot of it is sort of a black box, and they use that word a lot. Like, you know, I work with these suppliers, and they do some stuff, and it's kind of like a black box, and we never know what's going on. We get these reports, it doesn't make sense, yada, yada, yada. So what I want to do, first and foremost, is optimize for trust and transparency. I think that is sort of the, the main thing that I do with my clients. I'm, I, I see them as sort of, I, I work with clients as though they were my family. Uh, I act as an advocate and a champion for them. And I know all of you do as well, but that's sort of just my first and foremost thing. So I want to be very, very transparent um, and then kind of show my pricing and create, you know, create transparency, not feel like they're being maybe price discriminated or I'll, I'll make up a service on the spot depending on how much pain they're in or how much money they have. Uh, my prices are what they are. So when we have sales conversations, they can kind of let their guard down knowing that I'm not going to try to sell them into something that they're not prepared for. So if you were to imagine like buying a car, right? But every <clears throat> every car you had to, to buy on the lot, you had to speak with a sales rep and there was no way to find the pricing except to go to the sales rep. And then what would happen is you'd kind of feel like instantly you're going into a price negotiation. Um, and I know that uh, there is a little bit of that in the car industry, but I certainly don't want that in the in the consulting industry. I don't want to start off on a place of uh, as an adversary with my client and then come to some sort of solution that you know makes makes sense for both of us. I, although I will do custom proposals and we'll get to that in just a sec. So there is a benefit to to having some pricing that people say, hey, you know what? I can wrap my head around this. I totally understand what the service and what the scope is. Now I'm going to have a conversation with Kevin to see if it's a if it's a fit. So, um, you know, we've, we've optimized for trust and transparency. I've removed the, this element of maybe price discrimination. Um, I've clients have more or less pre-qualified themselves by the time they've come to me, which is great. You know, I don't have to kind of start from scratch, although it is a sales conversation. Very rarely do people go, okay, I want to sign up for your empire program or your CMO program or this, that, or the other. Usually they're coming to you with uh, still a business pain or problem. They, they think they know what they want, but 
they want to have a discussion on it. And, you know, that's where we just kind of say, Hey, I want to make sure this is a two way mutual fit because I'm not going to take your money unless I think I can help. And in order to work with me, you're going to need, there's a few considerations you need, which are things like, do you have the resources to spend? Are you willing to, um, to invest time and effort into getting the results? Cause I'm not going to lead this project for you. I'm not going to push the project up the hill for you. That's up to you, but I'm going to guide the ship. So yeah, you know, I really have to kind of pre-qualify and make sure the clients are prepared for the type of service that I provide and that they have the resources to and the leverage to kind of implement the the ideas, the strategies, the plans that we come up with together. So all that is to say is um, the, the, the customer experience, the client experience of shopping with you is a lot, to me, a lot better. It's a lot more transparent and at least they feel like there's some kind of control and they're not going to be kind of negotiated. They don't have to have their guard up in our sales conversation. They can come to me with some understanding of what I do and, and I already feel like it's maybe a fit for them as well. The other part is that I kind of, I think publishing your pricing as a consultant allows you to sort of differentiate as well. So first and foremost, having a, a high ticket, high price offer on your website will price anchor the rest of your stuff. So it shows that you are a high caliber consultant and I do regularly sell my top tier services, which means I should probably put another one even higher, but I just don't want to do more hands-on kind of work. So I, you know, the, the high price is what it, what it is, but I think when everyone is not publishing their pricing in an industry, that's your opportunity to publish the pricing. So when the market is zigging, you zag, that kind of thing. Um, consulting is one of these kind of things where people feel like they're just going to get gouged. Consultants are notoriously expensive. I try to position myself as, hey, here's my stuff. Here's what I offer. I'm on your team. So here, here they are. We can figure out together whether this is a good fit for you. I'm not going to try to squeeze every dime out of you. In fact, my goal is not to do that. My goal is to just charge a fair rate uh, and to work with you as a partner for a long period of time until you don't need me anymore. And then part ways and you've got the whole team that I've set up for you as well. So I think differentiation through publishing pricing is a key thing as well. So if I'm comparing multiple buying experiences with multiple consultants, the guy who's got the published pricing that I could have a conversation with and isn't going to kind of gouge me, or, or at least I don't have to have my guard up. That's kind of, that's already a positive in my books. That's already a net win as far as I'm concerned. So differentiation is nice. I think you also may get more leads as well. So people perceive you as being expensive then they may not even reach out. Like, you know, sometimes if someone's got a really nice looking website and I'm not saying that's the case with me, but if let's say they have a nice looking website or if, you know, using the car analogy, the car looks really nice and, and fresh, they might just be like, you know what, this guy's probably way too expensive for me. I'm not even going to reach out. Now, I don't know if that happens and I probably lose people who, frankly, I'm not a good fit for anyway because they see my prices and go, whoa, that's too much. Even though my prices, I think are, are fairly reasonable, very reasonable um, for the value they provide for the right clients. So I think differentiation with pricing and then also just, you know, um, giving people the confidence that they can buy from you without feeling like they're entering into a negotiation. Because if you go back to the original point about this, my ideal clients are, there's a bit of a black box element. And the last thing we want to do is negotiate with someone who knows the industry, knows marketing, knows all the tactics, the, the cost, the benefit, whatever, right? Where And they, they're not on even playing ground. So, you know, it's really hard to negotiate when you don't know all the facts and already, you know, I just want to position myself as a safe haven for my clients, especially where they may not have a deep marketing expertise. And that's one of the immediate benefits that I try to help them with and demonstrate. The other thing is that from a business standpoint, there's a few things. One is, uh, I get to design the business the way I like it. So that's, you know, I get to literally design a service. Uh, Derek Sivers wrote an article. I don't remember what it's called, but he basically talked about having a business utopia. So at some point I kind of designed my business in a way that 
that I wanted to do every day. So with most of my clients, I've got a weekly or bi-weekly call. I find I'm a lot better. I can accomplish a lot more um, via calls. And then in between calls, they have access to me via Slack or, or email. Um, but, I, but I just, you know, I prefer to get a lot done in those structured calls and then pick up the pieces ad hoc in between, which, which works really well for me. So I've designed the business in such a way that I can have up to 10 clients and I don't take on any more than 10 one-to-one clients. I think right now I've got eight and then a group coaching program, which I consider like a ninth client. And I'm, I'm basically full right now. I'm not taking on new work, but I've designed it that way. And that, you know, that has me, you know, in, uh, that has me doing multiple, multiple, uh, whatever, five figures per month, um, in consulting revenue, recurring, recurring revenue, not even project revenue. And that works really well for me. So I've designed it in such a way that it works for the client. Uh, I can work with a lot of, you know, a, a nice number of clients where the, you know, I can kind of keep my head around all the projects that are going on. I don't have to do project management. Um, and then, you know, so there's the, the business design feature that works for all parties that I get to tweak and optimize and improve as things go along. For example, one of the things I used to offer was, um, quality assurance on all work. And I realized that that's just an impossible task. I can't, I can't quality check every single detail of every single client uh, project deliverable from every single supplier. So I removed that and I just kind of kept it as project oversight. So reasonably speaking, I assume the work is going to be good and I look at it and it looks fine to me, but I won't go through every single line item and look for typos. That would be just be a redundant process. Not that anyone expected that, but I realized a project came up and that might be misconstrued in the future. So design the business the way you like it. Sales process is easier. Like we talked about, people come pre-qualified and just have to have a conversation with people and basically say, hey, you know, which ones, you know, how are things going? What are your business problems? What are your goals? You know, try to stretch that gap and say, here's where you are today. Here's where you're going, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, you know, and what I then try to do is not, I try to downsell a little bit actually. Like I, oftentimes people will kind of jump in and try to sell you the biggest thing. And I really personally hate that as a buyer. So I try to sell something that's, you know, I start with sometimes the lowest price or I'll say, you know what, the highest price is this, but you don't need this. So what I'm thinking is you might fall into one of these kind of products or services, either this, this, or this. And then I kind of have a conversation with them. Like you might be good for my membership. It's only a hundred bucks a month. Um, you know, depending on what the level of hand holding you need or the level of one-to-one you need, or this service is better for you because I'll be on the supplier calls for the first four to six months. And then after that, if you want to work with me, that's great. You can drop to a lower price because you won't need me to be on as many supplier calls anymore. So you'll be fairly self-sufficient or it looks like you've got most of this set up. It looks like you can do most of the stuff yourself. You should be on this lower tier. You don't need me to be on supplier calls. You don't need me to do X, Y, and Z. So I try to put them into the, the lowest viable service for them, which already then positions me as a trusted ally as opposed to an adversary or someone who's selling to them. So uh, all that stuff. And then the other part is going back to the kind of idea of business design is that, you know, I get to create efficiency and predictability. So my business is pretty calm and stable. I pretty much work, you know, nine or nine thirty till five or five thirty, sometimes six. And then I'm kind of done work. It helps that I've got a, a baby who requires my attention um, in the mornings and, and after work. So I do have to keep my hours pretty limited and get a lot done in that period of time. Uh, but it allows me to design it in such a way that I can make a good income and keep my my stress levels, which is really important to me. When I'm done work, I don't want to be thinking about my clients, which is why I don't do project management, which is why I don't lead projects, I, I guide them. Um, so yeah, you know, it allows me to design it in such a way that I'm, it's efficient, it's predictable. I get to follow a very similar process with every single client, although it does change based on the needs. Um, and that's kind of about it. I think just the last piece I'll say is that even though I have published pricing, I do have a custom pricing option, which is really 
which is really kind of there to say, look, if something isn't a fit, if you're on my website and you're like, none of this feels right to me, we can always go custom, but custom is going to be more expensive on a per sort of item basis because it's custom, right? Like custom car is more expensive than one that rolls off the line. That's just the way it is. So, you know, I will do that. I will do project work. I will do custom, you know, one-off calls, but typically I try to guide people into a relationship because that's where I'm going to be able to have the most impact and have the most change. So, um, all that is to say is, you know, uh, it's all about the customer experience, optimizing for trust and transparency. Uh, I get to differentiate with, with published pricing where every other consultant or most consultants don't have published pricing. And I don't think it, it commoditizes my, my work because I'm so differentiated. I'm so specialized as it is. Uh, and I think I did a, a, an audio on that earlier on quite earlier uh, in this series. Um, clients don't feel like they're being price discriminated against. They feel like they can trust you. Their, their guard is not up when they come into a sales conversation. They're kind of pre-qualified. So all those reasons are great. So the sales process is easier for both both parties. Um, I get to design the business the way I like it. It's more efficient, more predictable, and the custom option kind of catches everything. So that's that's my main takeaway. I wouldn't really go back to custom pricing. I used to do custom pricing and I would actually follow um, Alan Weiss's value-based fees book, which is kind of the, the seminal book. It's the thing that got me into consulting. It's the thing that actually helped me price my services at four, five, six, seven thousand dollars per month is when I realized the values of what I was, the value, how to create, how to understand the value of what I'm producing and then to price anchor it against the upside or the, or the cost of hiring an in-house marketing executive, which is many multiples of, of what my fees are. So that book is great. If you've never read Alan Weiss's value-based fees, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think, um, I think that that pretty well answers your question. Uh, but as always, let me know if you've got questions guys and, uh, happy to respond to them. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now.